It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What is up? All right. Well, let's see how this goes. Welcome in to Jobbing Out, episode number... 21. I have no idea. 21. Aaron, do you know? 21. 21. Four less years than Triple H has been in WWE, since Mm. that's the most important Mm. thing in WWE Mm. history, apparently. That is good. (laughs) That's not bad. 21. Uh, 21 more days until everyone who's released 90 days are up, and then we can have them all on the show. That was, that was a good guess. No, it's 21 participants in the Manitoba Melee. Oh. Which is the greatest thing that I saw this entire week. Um, not going to find any arguments here. Not at all, obviously. Not at all. Does that the, inc- the part when Lou Ferrigno yes. popped up, yes. I literally started giggling and then when he pulled out a taser i yeah. stood up and cheered have i ever told you my lufer igno story no. no it's pretty low rent like i actually feel bad about this all these years later it's like the first time i ever went to a um a con oh, actually you did tell me i think story, i did but yeah. go ahead the first time i ever went to a con was my freshman year of college it was philly comic-con and the reason i went is because they were doing a kevin smith film festival that night um, and also he, in the Manitoba melee. That's right, and he yes. was and he was coming to do a Q and A beforehand. So it was going to be like Q and A, and then all these films. We decided we we're going to go to the con beforehand. But I didn't know. I was again. I was I was a kid. I had never been to a con. I didn't have any friends that been to cons. Like it was a different world in two thousand one than it is today. Cons so, weren't nearly as big a thing. Exactly right. So I had no idea what I was getting into. And so we buy like whatever it was like a sixty dollar ticket or something like that to get into the con, and that included you being able to go to the Kevin Smith thing at night. And so we're like wandering around the con and I see Lou Ferrigno at a table there, right? Like, and he's just like hanging out. I'm like, wow, that's Lou Ferrigno. Like, holy shit. Um, I'm going to go say hi, right? So I like walk up and I'm like, hi, Lou Ferrigno. And no, but there's no line. It's just him. He's just hanging out at this table. It was actually very sad. It's very Virgil-esque thinking about it these days. And he was walk- also in the Manitoba Melee. That's correct. And so I walk up and I say, hi, Lou Ferrigno, uh, a big fan or whatever I say. And he's like, what can I do for you? And I said, um, I mean, I'd, I'd take a picture with you. And he was like, great, that'll be $40. <laughs> and I, I had no, I thought, again, at that age, that when you paid your ticket price for a con, that meant like you could do whatever you wanted to once you got in, right? Like, and so oh, I, you poor deluded fool. Right. I look back and I'm deadpan. I'm like, who the fuck would pay $40 for a picture with Lou Ferrigno? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Did he, did he, he usually did, did does he pretty well. Beat the shit he out didn't of you? beat the shit out of me. He thought I was doing shtick. Like he like stared at me for a second, and then like my buddies that were with me like realized the gravity of the moment. We're like, dude, let's go. <laughs> like let's walk. Did the he pull a away. taser on you? No, there was no taser involved. But it was amazing. Um, and I literally said, like, walk back. I'm like, did you know you had to pay more to like meet these people? He's like, yeah, that's the way these things work. I'm like, who the fuck should have told me? And I really stand by that. Who would pay $40 for a picture with Lou Ferrigno? No offense, Lou Ferrigno is great. But $40 for a picture with Lou Ferrigno? Come on, Chief. Come on, man. I stand by that to this day. All right, uh, Glenn, 
Aaron, Brandon, with you. Again, I feel like we did the bit where we forgot to tell AJ. <laughs> I feel like this is becoming a recurring bit where we don't even remember to tell AJ that we're doing a show. Does somebody want to be the one to text him? I texted him last time. So. All right, Brandon, your turn. Not it. Okay, I'll ah. text him now. And always measure it. You have to measure how you send it to him because we know he's not going to listen. What do you mean measure it? Say something like, hey, man, you know, last second we decided we're going to do the show now. Like make you it can't seem- tell him we forgot. Yes. You can't admit that we just utterly forgot. Like, we assume he couldn't hey, do it. Hey, man, this asshole Glenn forgot you, yeah. to... You can do that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Just, just make it seem like it all came together very last second that we were recording we, and not like we planned this for, since last week. We are jumping. Uh, last two on. times I texted him, he said he was training, which I don't know how you train in social distancing, but you know what? He's training. Well, I, he needs to train somehow, obviously. Oh, exactly. He shows up on uh, NXT next week. All right, uh, let's cover the week that was. Obviously, we're still a week out from uh, our next pay-per-view, which is Money in the Bank. Um, Look, there's one topic that I cannot get away from. I told Brandon, I'm like, I'm going to do my best and not keep beating the dead horse. But, like, we have to. Why don't we just talk AEW first and get all that out of the way? So what you tweeted about before? Yes. Okay. It's getting, for what it's worth... Brody Lee actually got better. They didn't do anything mm-hmm. more with Brody Lee, which makes me wonder yeah. if they didn't get the message to cut the crap with Brody Lee. And if yeah. that's the case, God bless. The best thing you can do when you F up is recognize that you F'd up and fix it. That's the best thing you can do is just say, look, this wasn't going anywhere. There were no promos. There was nothing other than Brody Lee in a ring being a monster. It's not great for Marco Stunt, but it's great for Brody Lee to not be doing any more of this nonsense. I hope that's the direction that we go. It's also not good for the Dark Order that they didn't mention them at all. Not well. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, this was I'm, like Brody Lee way, just I'm like okay with hit, Marco Stunt hit the reset button. You know, being used like this right now. So you yeah, are yeah, that's a complaint. Fine. I don't know. I don't I'm know that I love Marco Stunt just being murdered the last couple of weeks, but. Um, in I'm fairness, okay in them. fairness, Skiavone or uh, Tony Skiavone and uh, and Jericho are still referencing the Dark Order, but that's it. So that's that's the good news, right? The good news is it it looks like they've acknowledged an issue and they're fixing it. Or this just happened to be a week where they weren't planning on doing it, and then we'll deal with it next week if it goes back to the same bullshit they were doing before. The other good news is they're abandoning ship on pre-recorded shit next week. Yes. That's very good news. Um, and they've already kind of, didn't they say they kind of piecemealed the shows together to get through the tournament, and then they yeah. ditched everything out? And we knew well, that. It, we knew as that. It came, as it turns out, all of these have been, uh, they were taped on the same day. Like, there were reports out there that this was multiples, and maybe the entire thing was over multiples. But everything we had se- uh, have seen up to this point was all taped on the same day. Which is, which is rough. I mean, like, that's, yeah. that's rough, dude. There's no getting around it. And it's going to lead to lesser... Qu- but, so they made it, you made it tell me that, that Britt Baker suffered that injury and on the same day came back and wrestled and looked fine? I mean, I guess it might have been no order wrestling. Aaron, but. I didn't read that. I read that they weren't taped on the same day. Meltzer reported that they took a bunch of stuff and sort of patched it together. Maybe, now, maybe his, the tournament his was reason, on? His reason or quote proof of that is really weak, like Brandy Rhodes is wearing different clothes, uh, yeah, which I find to be a very yeah. weak yeah, that, that doesn't that, that doesn't really hold up to me. What what I had read is one of the things that um they're very high. The 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 reason that I, I saw this was that they're very high on the best friends in Orange Cassidy right now because they were willing to wrestle for 
four matches on a 24-hour span. How about being high on the best friends in Orange Cassidy because they're fucking great? How about well, just being high <laughs> yeah. on them for that? Um, so that's good. It's it's Look, this has not been good. This has been really a brutal stretch of weeks. Um, they have done, as we point out, the Manitoba Melee. They have done things within that that were fine. Also, the Britt right. Baker promo was really good. Yes, the Britt Baker thing, absolutely, where she doesn't know her makeup person's name, also quite good. There's a lot of good. At, at her dentist office with her posters up everywhere. Right. That, that was right. pretty fantastic. But yeah. there's also been a lot of bad during this stretch. And yes. so to get out of it and to get into either either live or tape the live, whatever the fuck it's going to be moving forward, that's a good thing. That's the best possible outcome for AEW. Here's the problem. <laughs> I, I am more convinced that the worm is going to turn and more people are going to come around to how I've been feeling about the Cody Rhodes character. Yes. Cody Rhodes is currently the absolute worst character in all of professional wrestling, provided they're abandoning the shit they were doing with Brody Lee. Provided that's going away, Cody Rhodes is the single worst character in all of pro wrestling. It's atrocious. It's unthinkable. It's awful what they've been doing with Cody Rhodes, and it's been, but at some point, it has to be acknowledgeable that there is a massive problem with the fact that you are continuing to force the idea that this is the only thing that matters about your entire professional wrestling company is this one guy who is exactly the same as the guy you hate, except for the fact that he's not even an awesome <laughs> heel. Right, like, because what? Because he's also bringing all of his friends along for it, too. Right, like this which is, is... Which is what makes it even more like that. This is WCW Hulk Hogan. This is that. This isn't good. This is terrible. This is the absolute opposite of the way you should be using the protected guy that brought everyone to AEW. You know what happens if Cody takes a bunch of losses? Four months from now, he's still the fucking guy that gave us AEW. You can't kill that. But what you can do is fail to create the stars that you should be creating with Darby Allen. What the fuck was that this week? By, by the way, he loses nothing by losing that match. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, I, can, I, I, I get the argument of him not losing all the time. Like, I do think he needs to be... Oh, I'm not saying he should lose every match. I'm not saying that. I'm right, saying... Right, but this match, he 100% should have lost. It's This is... To, to, to go make and a the, third And the match. finish didn't even make sense. Oh, the and that makes it so much worse. Like, yeah, it was The finish was made sense bad. if he... Gra like, I, I saw what he was trying to do there, but, like, someone didn't grab onto something. I guess. I it guess like there happened. was nothing holding him down. But even well, the that, premise the thing, like, doesn't... You, it, it's very clear what the finish was supposed to be. It's just someone botched something. The there. premise reeks of, we feel like we have to do this because we feel like we have to, to have Cody in this final... And and we want to do everything in our power to try to make Darby look good in the process. You know what makes Darby look good? Finally giving him a fucking win over Cody. Instead of doing this three times without letting him get one goddamn win. This is I'm insane. Gonna, I'm going to ask you a question I already know the answer to. Does this fix it a little bit if Lance Archer runs through him? Oh, he better run through him, but how do you, you know, that's, do that? That's the, that's the explanation to this, is that Darby Lance doesn't work as well as Cody Lance. I don't. I disagree with that, because Darby, even when they were trying to make him seem kind of heelish in the last few weeks, is still really popular and speaks to like a really specific 
um, portion of the fan base, and they never did enough to truly make him a heel to that group. So I disagree with that. But here's the secondary problem with this, and this goes back to the bigger problem. How do you have Lance Archer simply run through Cody Rhodes when you just haven't had to work a fucking clinic with a, with a 60-year-old man? <laughs> well, How? The, other, the other puzzling thing about this is they had their easy out. That was an easy DQ at the end. Easy. So if they would have had Darby win, the way they booked the, the, the match against Dustin was an easy DQ finish. Like... Sure, you could have done Darby versus but this Dustin. Is, right? Obviously, they want to put the belt on one of these two guys. So, and like, look, I don't know why. Which is what we're saying is wrong, but yeah. yeah. But, I mean, and look, I, the, the best of the yeah. scenario is that Lance Archer is going to win this thing and it's just going to be a monster. That's the best possible scenario. Yes. The more likely scenario is they're going to battle, they're going to have a real battle again next week to try to kill about, well... Now, I guess they're not, since they're not doing it next well, week. Well, wait, I was, yeah, was going to say, they're, isn't they're doing it at the final supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, it's supposed to be in, yeah. well, not in Vegas, but at Double or Nothing. Right, wherever that's going to be. So they're going to have a back-and-forth match, and Cody's going to get his chances, and ultimately Lance goes over. That's, that's the second-best scenario, which isn't good, but it's still the second-best scenario that we have at this point. The scenario where Cody wins is a complete and utter fucking disaster. It's, it's insane that this would be the direction that you were going to go. I, what you would say is, if you wanted to give Cody a secondary belt, don't do this fucking tournament. Just, just have him beat Dustin, right? Take the belt, have one match, have those two guys compete for it, have him take the belt so that someone can take, him off, take it off of him in a big match afterwards. Do something like that. Like, literally, Ric Flair handing Triple H a championship belt. Like, do something that stupid if that's the route you're going to go. To build a tournament which is what gives you the opportunity to make new stars and to not use it that way. You could say that they're making Lance Archer a star, but the way that they've been booking Lance Archer, they didn't need to have a tournament to make him a star. If you're going to make somebody a killer, just make him a fucking killer, and they'll be a killer moving forward. Well, and that's the thing. If this is about Lance Archer, then someone better should, should have been on that side of the bracket. He I, should have been beating... And, um, he, sh- and he shouldn't have and, been struggling with or he Dustin have fucking Rhodes. Rhodes Correct. In five seconds. There's no business that Lance Archer, murderer, should be struggling with a 60-year-old man. And no, he's not 60, but you get my point. Yeah, um, it, it's a big problem. And I, I, I know that we're still Also, in... Dustin Rhodes has been in the main event two weeks in a row. That, that's a problem. And <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm, at this point, I'm just chalking that up to... You know, they taped everything. They, fit, you know, tried to piece things they together. They could have put and, that at the beginning of the show. They could but have done anything. Again, again, last week could have been. Right, but again, based on the their finishes that they already taped and stuff, like, you're not, you know, there there were matches that you weren't really putting in the main event there. So for when, various, the, the finishes. When we were talking about this earlier on Twitter, um, our buddy Brian Powell messaged, who used to, like, listen to this show, I think. Um, he messaged and he said... <laughs> Do you think that this is related to them not having star power to work these taped shows? Yes, 100%. And I said, to some extent, it might be. But that doesn't mean that you can't use the guys that you have in better ways. Like, this is the insane part. This is so much better if you're using Cody to have Sammy Guevara go over him to win the belt. That's a way better use. If you're using Cody to have Darby Allin go over him to win, win the belt. You should be using what you have to create your next star instead of continuously relying on the same people in the process. And I don't know, maybe Chris Jericho said, while this is all going on, I don't want to wrestle, right? Except that he's wrestling next fucking week. 
And so and the, he's there every time. And that's the point. Show. Like the argument that you had to do this because you didn't have star power. Well, you had your star power, and I'm not taking it. Chris Jericho's been phenomenal in commentary. Don't get me wrong; he's been wonderful. But the answer is clearly that he wasn't willing to wrestle because he's literally wrestling. And to my knowledge, has coronavirus gone away? Nope. Yeah. So he's willing to wrestle, and he hasn't been wrestling. And instead, we've been doing the fo- the Cody and fucking Dustin Rhodes show for a month. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. There's no gray area here. There's no, yeah, but I'm over that. I used to say, yeah, but I'm wrong. The, the, the crowd is into it. Um, whatever. That's we, we don't know if they are. Right. I, I, right. Correct. I'm over that. I'm over that. This is force feeding the same shit. That's not okay. That's not how you build a professional wrestling company. That's not the way that you get new people to come on board, is to just say, here's the one guy, and whatever he does and his brother does and the guys he likes do are more important than anything else that happens in the company when you know there are other people that you say should be stars, should be guys who matter a lot in this company. Why isn't Sammy Guevara, who's there, being used that way? What the fuck? Also, correct correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't there a bunch of fucking guys standing around the ring? That a million. Would... But if we're talking, if we're talking about stars, I mean, I, I love. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love uh, Shogun. Right. But I'm not right. Like Billy you. Gunn's there. Yeah. Billy Gunn he's, is not. He's not. That's he, you, worse. Yes. You Billy Gunn be, would be worse. You shouldn't be doing that either. I don't disagree with Aaron. Although you could use him no, in I a certain way. I just mean, way. like, instead of seeing the same four people over and over again at least he could get you know someone could run through him right and he did something i i have not watched dark every week i know that he did something on dark one week it's not like the fuck about that well but they they still have to do the content like they still have to make another show and still on top of taping all these you know dynamite shows at once they had to tape a bunch of dark shows too so like yeah but i have a um i have an idea um, maybe put the people that people have heard of on the fucking TV well, I show. Don't, I don't, I don't, although they're trying, I think the dark is going to become a TV show. It's at some going point, to become like, one, but right now it's a YouTube show uh, that yeah, no one it's, watches. It's tough. It's tough. We're in a tough spot here, but this, you're, you're not going to get me behind the use Billy gun more. Yeah, I'm, that's no, not I'm just saying as an example of like, instead of the same exact fucking guys being on every week, I'm, there was a lot of people there that weren't in my, I, I, I understand that. I just, you know. Sammy Guevara is there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sammy Guevara. Again, this, this should have been the, the first round matchup of Sammy versus Darby should have been the final. We said that the moment the brackets were released, percent. we said that oh, before the brackets were released, when they said, we're doing a, a TV title tournament. Oh, okay. One of Sammy, Darby, or Jungle Boy. Those are your three possible winners. A thousand percent, right? Like that's exactly the way it should be. But this goes it's a bigger issue than just this tournament. It's an issue with how things have gone for the last four or so, four to six months. Since the moment remember how proud I was when I said this thing they're doing where they're taking Cody out of the championship picture is the smartest thing they could ever do with this character, is to say, we're not going to put him in there. But they immediately followed that up by saying, instead, what we're going to do is going to be about a billion times worse than that, which is to say our championship picture is less important than what this guy does. Moving, This is our star, period. This one guy. And it's so conflated with like having him be the guy that kicked off the show last week in the, the CEO role. 
There, it's a terrible character. It makes no sense. It's not something that any of us should like. They have to stop force-feeding Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes' friends and family as being what AEW is, or I will check out. I am not, and I get it, I... I started a place where I like Cody less than everybody else did. That's fine. I greatly appreciate what he's done. I greatly appreciate um, you know, going through everything to start a new company. This is not easy to do. The, the Cody Rhodes person, you have no problem. Oh, my God. I, I love the Cody Rhodes person. It's the character. The character is a problem. Let Cody Rhodes be another wrestler on the show. Let him do that for a while. He's not going to be lessened by that because he's still the guy that gave us AEW. In three months, he'll still be that guy. And I'm not saying, as you pointed out, I'm not saying he has to lose all the time, but this is insane. What are we doing? And we can't just hide it behind, well, this is a a terrible time. You know, somebody tried saying to me, you know, this might be his way of saying, I'm not going to put more people at risk during all of this. Fuck um, that. I, I, that, no, that doesn't make sense. I, I, I think the, no oh way. crap, we're throwing together things to, to tape and we're just, we're going to put this out there. We've been building towards Cody Lance anyway. So that's what we're doing here. Just, like that's to me, to me, if we're looking for how did this happen? Why did this happen? To me, that's it is that they've been building towards Cody Lance. They want a a tournament final that matters both in storyline and quote-unquote prestige or whatever. They're like, all right, we're building towards Cody Lance. That's what we're doing, and this is how we got there. Like, like we and couldn't I, don't, a- I don't agree with that at right. all, but if you're saying, okay, how did this happen besides, oh, my God, we're just shoving Cody down our throat, that to me is the most plausible situation. It's, and again, with the easy problem being you could have still gotten to Cody Lance without having to go through this whole thing. There was no problem with having Cody lose – like Lance costing him and Lance getting uh, disqualified, let the tournament go on and have Cody Lance anyway at the pay-per-view. There was no reason why that didn't have to happen. And it just continues to be, we're shoving Cody down your throat. He is AEW. And I, I, I'm not suggesting that if there were crowds right now, they would be booing because they wouldn't. I'm not trying to, but at some point, I can't be the only one that sees this playing out, that this guy is being put above the company, the character, let me make that very clear, the character of Cody, and it's not Cody Rhodes, it's just Cody, is being... Well, they, they did, did say Cody they Rhodes. Call him that. Oh, did they really? <laughs> I didn't even notice that this week. The ring announcer The ring up. announcer oh. did it. Well, I don't know if it's a screw-up. I, I know he filed the Cody Rhodes trademark lapsed recently. Okay. And he filed for it. So this might be a Cody Rhodes thing going forward and they're just testing the waters whether to screw up or not the other thing i do wonder and and it's something that that's been not bugging me but with the ceo role and the fact that you know out of all of them he's the one who's showing up in the suits he's the one like is it possible that this is part of a slow burn heel turn i mean it might be but it sh- it shouldn't be slow burnt is what i would say like th- this isn't good in the meantime. If if you're trying to go that route, I would I would move it up. And maybe the problem, maybe that's where you say the problem is that you don't have crowds, right? Like if you don't have crowds, how can you do this? And I've you know one of the other things that's out there is look, they had a plan. They they knew what they were going to try to do at Blood and Guts, and that got blew up in their face. And so now they're just sort of left holding their thing in their hands. Well, I I would think that at some point you're still going to want to try to do the Blood and Guts, right? Like at some point you're going to want to revisit that, and so. Are, are you really turning – I mean, as I said, my guess is like what I, when I say that, I'm saying I don't think you can hold everyone in the inner circle together for a year to get crowds back in order to do blood and guts, right? Like I don't think you can wait that long 
um, without doing something with these factions. And who knows where we are with the elite and Hangman Page. I have no clue where any of these people are in this process. But if the idea is a slow burn to Cody being a heel, then are you just giving up on the inner circle versus the elite, which was something that I think we all were very genuinely excited about. And am I missing? Is there somebody from this group that isn't able to wrestle during the is in a Roman Reigns type of situation? Is there something I don't know that would mean that you have to give up on the idea of doing inner circle versus the elite at some point? We can, they can do it. I mean, I, I they could do it at double or nothing for all we know. But they're doing Cody Lance. Right, they're doing Cody Lance. And, Unless and they just throw everything up in the air. <laughs> I mean, like, this is the problem. I don't know. Yeah. What, what are you doing? What is going on here? Yeah, it's one well, thing. Yeah. The other interesting thing is, uh, aren't we getting into WWE territory with the card for double or nothing? Where? No. We're three weeks out. Minimum. Yeah. No, we're I mean, WWE we're... territory. What, was what that are the matches? Um, they have no matches. For no, the I mean, first of all, WWE had pay-per-views every three weeks, so we're not no, in well, WWE I, territory. I'm, I'm but hang on, we're his... in WWE territory as far as there's no matches. Right, for this we're this show. close to a pay-per-view, and we don't really know what's going on in the pay-per-view. Um, Correct. And 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 you're not wrong. Now, again, that one, perhaps there's a little more. There, there's you have a little bit more uh, forgivability because because of the situation. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I, I here, I get, let me put it this way: if we get through next week and we still have no idea, I'm a little more concerned. Oh, oh right it'd be a match. Like right right now, now we have one match. Right. When, yeah, when, every, when everybody comes back next week, you know, like you're clearly going to start setting things into motion. But the question becomes: what if you had had to? What if you couldn't have gone live? Like, what if what if they were just going to keep airing pre-taped shows for the next three weeks? What the fuck were they going to do to prepare for Double or Nothing? And I get that, like, again, Double or Nothing probably doesn't mean to them what it did because it's not going to be in front of a... They a, still have to sell it. Right. <laughs> like, they're still, still it's still sale. a pay-per-view. And maybe, yeah. maybe they're going to reconsider and, and try to give it away free or something. I don't know. But it's still supposed to be, like, one of their two marquee events of the year. Um, and so if that's the case and we're three weeks out and we have no idea what's going on in Double or Nothing... That's a problem, and again, speaks to the bigger problem, which is literally the only thing that we know that's happening at that marquee pay-per-view is the thing that's happening with Cody Rhodes, because again, Cody Rhodes is bigger than AEW at the moment, and that ties it all right back together to where I started with this problem that exists. So, Other than that, though, everything's good. Everything is (laughs) super groovy, man. A super groovy time. All right. uh, Wait, one last thing I need to mention. Yeah. So... The man, the the Manitoba melee was awesome, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. But like, it, a lot of things that that AEW does reek of like WCW. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, incompetence. Because like, even when they do something really good, they don't know how to use that thing to like make their company bigger. So like. This there's no reason why right now that video shouldn't be viral, except for the fact that they made it three minutes and thirty seconds long with a bunch of bullshit at the beginning. Like if they just made that clip of the guys doing wrestling moves like through the phone and hashtagged a bunch of stuff, this would have like a million like people that don't even like wrestling would be sharing that right now. I'd like because it's like a quarantine like look what these guys are doing during the quarantine like. They'd be showing it on, like, you know, some show. Like, if WWE had done that, this would be shared. You know what I mean? Like, WWE would have never done that, though. 
Well, I, but what I'm saying is, but, but like when they did like the Harlem Shake, do you get what I'm saying? Like when WWE did a WWE Harlem Shake, when that was a thing. But didn't they do doing, it like six months after the Harlem Shake was a But everybody, it went thing. viral. It was on yeah. like, you know, E! News and, and stuff. Like, it's like, this is, this maybe it's, it it's wouldn't the get picked up, but problem. they didn't put it in position to. You know what I mean? I don't disagree that like... It should be more. I, I don't know whose fault that is, though. You know what I mean? Like, I hear what you're saying about they can always cut a minute out of it, right? And share. Well, it well that's video. what I'm saying. They hadn't. And like, if you look at the one they shared on Twitter, it's like the whole thing, the b- whole bubbly bunch. It's like you should take that freaking thing out and make it like a. I, I guarantee you, I'm not saying it would have hit, but like WWE would have tried to make it hit, you know, and just cut it to the part that's shareable. I, I wonder it, if that's the difference in WWE, because like re- wrestling Twitter has been all over the Manitoba Melee, right? Like Wrestling rest, Twitter, I right. get it. And I think that might just be the general difference between WWE and AEW at this point, that like within pop culture, something that happens in WWE is they have so many partners and so many people that are inclined. Right, ESPN would have shared it or something. Correct, right. and Fox right. and NBC and all those things. Whereas AEW, even though this is Chris Jericho and a couple of like fairly famous people that are involved, it's right. it's not quite... The imp- you can't say AEW did something and have that mean anything right. to the There's mainstream still the, population. The majority right. of the mainstream... But I, guess, but I guess my point is like my friends and I have shared things that are related to things I have nothing to do oh, with. Oh, I hear that- you. I hear you. I don't just because they're funny quarantine things, right. you know. Right, and I w- look. I I think that there will probably be a little bit more steam for it. You know, we're still only twenty four hours removed, not even twenty four hours removed as we say this. But I mean, but they need to cut that minute out of the of the beginning where right. he's like Jericho talk. Like nobody's gonna watch that. Right. You know what I mean? Like attention, wrestling fans are gonna watch that, but regular AW. people are not gonna sit through that. Brandon can't book any shows right now, so let him handle your social media, please. <laughs> Please, yeah. he's got he's bored. Let me cut the, the minute of bullshit out right. so he that your needs, your uh, video can go viral. All right, um, let's get into WWE from the week. Um, I, I think the the big story for me is what what's going on with the Apollo thing. What what is this all about? Like, I'm I'm really. I think it's I think it's leading to a heel turn character push. Maybe it, to me it makes more sense uh, an avenging baby face. Like it, it to me, it, as far as why this is happening is someone saw something in Apollo. They think there's more value in him going away for a bit. Whoever slides in, winning the briefcase, and then Apollo coming in as an event, you know, trying to to be that avenging baby face at the end. That to me is the more lot obvious. Uh, I, the reason I think it's going to be him turning heel and, and and made into a character is because I think that they know that he doesn't work as a baby face, and it's kind of generic. And I think that you're setting it up easier for like someone everyone likes to go into that role. Um, I think it's going to be Kevin Owens, to be honest with you, um, since we haven't heard of Where's, Kevin yeah, Owens. I was say, in, where has he been? Uh, who else do you put in that match? I think. You put Kevin Owens in the match, then you have... You put Andrade in the match. He's a champion, though. He doesn't need to be in the match. Okay, but, but again, who? I think this is the way I'm thinking. Who Who was available three weeks ago that they knew might Kevin not Kevin Owens was on WrestleMania. I mean, right, or that they knew was, might not be available to be on TV for a couple of weeks. And so, like, I'm trying to deconstruct why they did this. And I, I, the only... I'm just wondering if it's because they want to turn Apollo heel... 
And, you know, put but they, a, but they had to the know... reason I say that is because they kind of teased that on Raw. He was acting like a douchebag backstage, like he was being real cocky. And uh, with that promo with Andrade, he was kind of he wasn't very likable in that promo. He was very uh, I mean, uh, see to me. Yeah. You're right. He's not. But that was to me one of those. I'm going to be a dick to the heel. Because like in, in their heel, world, right. I'm going to be a dick to the heel. Right. That makes me a super, super Yeah, face. I thought about that too, but I just thought, then when I saw what happened, I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder if, you know, I don't know. Who, who knows? But um, it is interesting. It's interesting, I agree. And I, I have to think about the scenario in which, like, did they, did they know they were going to try to do something like this with Apollo all along when they filmed the Money in the Bank match, or do they film a Money in the Bank match and then realize that one of the performers in the Money in the Bank match was not going to be around for their tapings, and so they were like, "But, but I, they, who, who's now competing to get the last Money in the Bank spot?" Yeah, I mean they they said it was a last chance gauntlet, right. which. In the past, last chance has, has meant been all the people wait. Who where have, did they see that? Where did you they see announced that? It like on, that was on, on WWE.com or, or something yeah. like that. Oh, so who's in it? But they didn't I, say. But that's the, I don't think they announced it. And in the past, the last chance has been anyone who has lost their chances. The problem is everyone who's lost their chances are in the Andrade stable. And so it was who was it? It was Angel. It was Austin Theory. Who else lost? I've already forgotten. Uh, Buddy. Buddy Murphy Buddy would Murphy, be the other yeah. one. And um, SmackDown is going to be Drew. Right. No, it didn't. Or, uh, wait, hang on. MVP. Uh, Otis M- versus Dolph M- Ziggler. MVP yeah. also lost. So it could also still be MVP. Let's not forget that. Oh, yes. right. Um, look, I. I'm not I'm not I'm not angry about it because I still I'd like to hope that this still positions Apollo that they have a plan for him but I kind of just wish Apollo would have been in the money in the bank match man like I kind of me, me too I kind of just feel like it this almost ends up being you're you're overthinking it in trying to do something and I and I hope when I say I hope like I it's also totally possible to me that they were just using Apollo to push them through for another couple of weeks until somebody else was going to be around for the next set of tapings and that they just genuinely don't give a fuck because they never gave a fuck about Apollo before, right? Like, that's I'm not dismissing that as being a possibility. I hope that's not the case. I hope that you guys are right, and they're doing this to set up something else that's bigger, whether it's a heel turn or an avenging face, something that's bigger for Apollo. But there's a part of me that just sort of says, at this point in his career, Apollo would have been really well served to just be in this freaking match show a lot of shit, make people want more Apollo in their life moving forward. All right, not everybody at once. I appreciate it. So it was it was Austin Theory, Murphy, and MVP. Okay. And and obviously they could throw someone, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, and when they say... Here, you know, we, I had been talking about how it, it didn't seem like there was a super... Based on how they've used Money in the Bank in the past. Like, you know, first of all, it's a very face-heavy... Uh, the men's side. I mean, Murphy really would be a pretty. Murphy would make a whole lot, and I still think Andrade. Andrade has always been to me the guy who should hold the briefcase. He could get a whole lot out of a long briefcase run. Um, personally, I just really don't like whenever they do that with someone who has a, a belt already. Like, I think you need to spread out the. Well, I agree. The... I, I would have him lose the belt at some point in the near future. Yeah, it would have been really nice if they could have let Apollo win. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, that's absolutely board. true. But uh, here's the other thing. If we're saying right now, he's not cashing in the briefcase anytime, We can, I, you can play around with being the U.S. champion and the briefcase holder. It's not like you're defending the briefcase. 
I guess the reason I don't like it is because I think you can give another person an opportunity by having somebody have one and somebody have the sure. other one instead of 100%. one guy having two things. If, um, if I'm them, if I'm them right now, it's Andrade, and then Andrade loses to Alistair at the next chance they really get to lose the U.S. title. Yeah, I mean, I just what? Where's Kevin Owens? That's the weird thing about this. Well, uh, a weird thing about I, this. Yeah. It's, it's it was, very weird. Was like, he hasn't been on the show for two weeks. Was Mania the last time we saw? When, when was yeah, last Yeah, we haven't seen him since Mania. Yeah, I think it was Mania. Yeah. And he won. <laughs> yeah, he, he won, and then Seth Rollins immediately got the title shot. Right. 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 <laughs> and, and again, obviously, we have to re- you know recognize there are bigger things going on in the world, and who right. knows, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, Maybe Kevin Owens has COVID, but like maybe you know he had to quarantine because he was around somebody that did. Or does he live in Canada or does he live in Florida? I'm pretty sure he still lives in Canada. That might be part of this. Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea what the story is, but yeah, it's weird. And and if that's if that's all this comes back around to, is that next week Kevin Owens shows back up, that gets the spot. He's you know he's perfectly suited for this. I don't really have a problem with it being Dolph, to be honest with you, because I kind of think it speaks to Dolph's character. Well, Dolph, Dolph's well, already Dolph's, in Dolph a match. Has a, Dolph right. has a match against Otis. No, right, I'm SmackDown. saying it's just as far as him winning the briefcase, I'm not a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. That. I think it speaks to what like his kind of deal is at this point, which is that he can kind of be nothing for a little while and then show up again and really matter. Um, yeah. I no, think... actually, we have to fight about this for 30 minutes about why Dolph can oh, be in a right. title match. Yeah, 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 we do, yeah. That, that's the way this show works. That is and, the way know? it works. That is the way it works. You're right about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna live. Uh, I'm not gonna flip out about it. But I just sort of wish that Apollo just would have been in the match and we would have gone I, forward. From I there. hope there's more of a plan. I hope. Like so I too. hope. Yeah. That. That's what I hope. I hope it's. Even though I don't know if it necessarily works this way, I hope it's whoever replaces him wins the briefcase, and then boom, there's your next feud coming up. Um. Agreed. Agreed. I hope that ends up being the answer. Um. As you alluded to at the top of the show. And really, as ties in quite nicely to everything that I said about Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, how awful was the final Wait, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Okay. Time to play the game! Okay. <laughs> Um, here we go. I am understanding of the fact that Triple H has become a pop culture figure in recent years. I am understanding of the fact that when they presented to Fox, you know, hey, how are we going to get through these next few weeks? They probably mentioned, well, we're going to do some Triple H stuff. And some network suits probably said, I'm on board with that. Triple H is a dude who does network interviews now, is the face of the company. I am understanding of you sort of being in a bind when it comes to that. But one, it's a bind of your own creation. And two, it doesn't mean you can't do better in the moment. (laughs) There is no reason why once you decide that you're going to do the Triple H 25th anniversary celebration, that it can't be to the benefit of the rest of your programming. Instead of just being something that lives on its own, makes no sense, isn't... It was a 30-minute jerk fest. Correct. And never had a logical conclusion at all. 
just and they knew they they just knew how uncomfortable it was. There was no punchline. There was nothing to go out on. So they just said, "Well, we'll just turn out the lights." That's a thing, right? Like, no, it's it's not. That didn't apparently make apparently. So on WWE backstage, yes, I'm like the one loser that watches the show every week. You are very much um, on board with backstage. You are you are P one when it comes to backstage. I, I do. So there was a. By the way, if you do have a minute, go watch the Shawn Michaels interview from backstage because it's very very good. Um, Renee Young interviewed Shawn Michaels for like, I want to say it was like 15 or 20 minutes. It was a lot longer than normal for obvious reasons. Um, and one thing that he did say about the segment was that someone, and this is exactly the way he phrased it, so we can all assume who it was. Somebody wouldn't do what was scripted for them and just did whatever the fuck they wanted. And that's why the segment didn't make any sense. I mean, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, there's, so there's, there's talks didn't out do there. his part. Yeah, well, in, there, in there, even before backstage or anything, there were reports that uh, Vince had been acting pretty erratically. That you know, yes, that was Vince just going off the rails. Um, and it was certainly off the rails. There's no question. And, and I, I agree with everything you said, except I'm going to separate myself for a minute from that, from the fact that I think the same thing and agree. And say that I was actually pretty amused by it. Were you? <laughs> for the first... You know what's really funny is I saw that from a couple other people. Five or ten minutes. I noticed a couple of people on the internet who was like, eh, it was fun. I was like, what? I must have missed that. I must have... Like, there were a couple of zingers between Triple H and Shawn Michaels that I was like, eh, if that had been the in phone, the... The phone calls particularly were I didn't what think, popped. I didn't love the phone calls, but, like, I thought the two... Like, like when Stephanie said, you lazy-eyed... Yeah, that was that was okay, but it was built on a flimsy pre- pre- premise to begin with, which is the notion that like Shawn Michaels doesn't like Stephanie McMahon, which like that just came out of nowhere. Well, what, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, just, I mean, but it wasn't that he doesn't like her. It was playing up the like they're having fun and the wife is calling him to dinner kind of aspect. I, I, you know, I guess, but like that doesn't really work when the wife is Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon. That yeah, really sure. doesn't. That premise really doesn't work. What I would say is, I actually thought the zinger. Like, like building the premise around, um, of course I'd be here since you gave me such a wonderful 25th anniversary. Yeah, that was like, pretty I great. thought that, yeah. was, that was comical. I got a chuckle out of that. Unfortunately for me, that's about where the chuckles ended. <laughs> like, from there, there just wasn't much left. And it was clear that there was no purpose. It was clear it was going nowhere. Um, yeah, I think I texted with you guys before. I was convinced that he was entering the Money in the Bank match. Well, we, we, had, talked, we had talked about that on the podcast. And I was yeah. always just like, no, this is just, we have time to kill. We can do this. And by the way, <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm about to say this. How much effing better would it have been if he had been <laughs> announcing that he was joining the Money in the Bank match? How much yeah. better... Would the final sm- segment of SmackDown have been if he had done the thing? Hey, may- we maybe all- he's in the last chance gauntlet. Maybe, maybe he By is. By the way, I'm I, I'm probably you know, I'm probably the only one who feels this way. But whenever I saw what the match is for next week to get into the match, I would rather have Triple H in the match than than Dolph or Otis. Yes. Really. I mean, uh, what relevance I, to either one of those people? I mean, like, they're fine. Then we're going back to the Cody situation. Yeah. I'm not saying he has to win the match. And we're not but, saying Cody has to win, but the fact that he's putting himself in the finals, just like look, Triple H not, putting himself, that makes Triple H the most important thing in the Money yeah, in the Bank I'm, match. I don't really want Triple H the Money in the Bank match. I'm saying that in the, the thing that we hate, the thing that we absolutely were terrified of, would have actually been better than what <laughs> happened. Yeah. 
That's yeah. how bad it was. The thing that we would all be beside ourselves about would be better than what they actually did. That's what a steaming pile of crap it was. Um, look, I, I, again, and I'm, I am, I understand that there is a business here, and I understand that Fox has to be involved, particularly as things are struggling right now and ratings aren't great, and you're trying to figure. I, like, I understand all of those things, and I have no doubt that this is something that the network was way on board with and said, "We don't give a shit about any of your other wrestlers." Triple H, Shawn Michaels. And Vince McMahon doing something um, seems like it's good content for us. I have no doubt any of that's true. But this is an, mm, why you could There's something else we need to talk about that's the most important thing on the show. And for some reason, it escaped us talking about it for two weeks. But we need to talk uh, about hang it on, now. Hang on. Hang on. No, we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> why, why, okay. why you couldn't have rolled out the concept of a Triple H 25th anniversary and had someone ruin it. Right? Have someone use it for some purpose to help your show to go off yeah. the air with yeah. is insane. Do something that benefits you. You can still all do all the dumb bullshit. You can still get Fox what they want. Do something in the segment that can live beyond that moment. When the lights went out, that was it. That was the end of that. There's nothing more that you could get out of it. There sure as shit is nothing more you want out of it. That's the end. It's over. You could still do all of the same bad zingers, all of the bad shtick, made the Fox people happy, and done something well, at the end of it, that segment it, with, with you know, the, the, the guy that you've been teasing in the background, you know, with, with Ali yeah. or whatever. That, you could do something well, that could yeah, have given it You know what? You, you bring up a really interesting point. That would have been a perfect a perfect place for him yeah. to be like, no, here's the truth about you. Something, you know, right. You can... he, and and Al, it would have, I think would have worked or could have worked with Ellie. The, the danger in the, someone's going to come in and interrupted thing is that the next logical step is that person is now feuding with triple H. The best well, no, thing you can no, say wait. about this is that well, it doesn't I dis- live. I disagree with that. This Friday. I, di- I disagree I with, with that, that too. Yeah. And the reason I'll say that is because what I was just about to say before that came up is they used to be so good at this for a while with they would you know with the Kevin Owens and and Vince McMahon thing and uh, you know what like the, Vince used to be good at being the spoil for this and then it moving on to something else they didn't have to feud with but Vince we, we for complained years. about that we complained that they didn't acknowledge AJ Styles punching Vince McMahon in the face the week after it happened. Well, they can acknowledge it. There's I said Kevin Owens. I didn't say no, AJ. I under, but I'm, I'm just saying in general, the idea of you do something just to get a pop and then you ignore it, it afterwards. I disagree that it has to just be for a pop. It's for character development. I yeah, it's to that. show that AJ Styles is a piece of shit. But, but look, what, look I do, what he did. What I know? do agree with is that you acknowledge it. You don't pretend like it didn't happen. You acknowledge it in, in whatever the direction is you're going with that character and you reference it moving forward. It doesn't mean that it has to be. And what I would say directly, even as we're talking about Ali, like Ali's been doing this with a bunch of other people. Has he yeah, been? I, I was going to say, Ali could have worked. I mean, like he, he's not going to go into a feud with all of them, clearly. So you could do literally the thing that you've been doing as part of your programming. You could do it again as part of this, give this segment more value, and help push along your programming. It's not hard. It's just not hard. And that would make something like this so painful is that we watch it and it's like, why? Why? Like, what what are we doing? What is is this? What is any of this? And every ounce of 
Well, it's something that Fox wanted. Okay, but you can work from there. You can say, this is what Fox wants, but here's how we can make it better for everything else that we're doing too. Um, I I would never want that to be the final segment of any show. But if it's got to be, if it's got to be, you better be going off the air with something of value. And, I mean, there was nothing, just nothing of value whatsoever. (sighs) The other thing. Okay. We'll just stick with SmackDown because there's something else that's been going on on SmackDown for three weeks that we somehow have ignored on the show. Well, for we some reason, about... for some reason, Jeff Hardy is the most important thing on oh on, well, on SmackDown. Jeff, here's here's the logical thing. Um, can you imagine if we're talking about what we can do with the Fiend Bray Wyatt coming out of this? If you're talking about the Fiend and Jeff Hardy. That's the most perfect match possible for both of their characters. So if you're telling me you're pushing Jeff Hardy in that way to, let's say, Bray Wyatt, even though they're they're right now still framing him as Bray Wyatt and not the Fiend in the title match, am I correct about that? I, yeah, I haven't looked, but so I so Bray Wyatt in the title. Yeah, match. so so that that concerns me about the the whole course of action thing. Um, yeah. But if you're telling me that that Bray wins, or you know what, screw it, if he doesn't win and he goes right to Jeff Hardy, like. We're looking, all right, who matches the Firefly Funhouse? Who matches Bray Wyatt? Who matches The Fiend? Jeff Hardy is that person. I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that. You that's, know, that's, that's fine, but apparently Jeff Hardy's Sheamus is the most important feud <laughs> in WWE right now. Because well, that that is something they are giving a lot of time. It's like, what what is their, what is their obsession with Sheamus being the match for like the like that was always the daniel bryan match they wanted right well, now it's like he's jeff he's hardy that, shape. he's he's that slot in step over heel he's the guy that you beat to get to that level but why he's, but here's the thing like well okay just, I, I like sheamus by the way i i really I, like i sheamus. love him in the ring yeah but on smackdown who else we're immediately gonna pull the teeth out of sheamus by having him lose to jeff hardy immediately i don't know if there's teeth in sheamus how I, They've what, been what having him beat the... people for weeks. Great, and, he's beating and... jobbers. Like, like what? What is the most you can do with Sheamus? He could win the title. Is he though? Why couldn't he? It, where, where are you pigeonholing it for the next? I guess my problem is like you. It, this is like the Marvel movie villain issue, right? Is that you immediately kill every single guy that you have that's a viable threat to a babyface, and then what do you have left? No, like, I, I agree with you. I, I guess I'm just looking. I'm looking for the next, let's say, even the rest of the calendar year. Like, Jeff Hardy fits in the title picture right now. I agree. And Sheamus 100%. doesn't. Uh, not with The Fiend as the champion, no. I, I'm actually, Either of them. I'm, I'm, it's, it's just a weird, funny feeling that I have. I'm sort of going to end up agreeing with both of you a little bit. I disagree as a whole that Sheamus couldn't be in the title picture. I think Sheamus is... That. Yeah, that's... I, I like Sheamus. And, and I'm, as far as him in ring and everything, now, I, I love Sheamus. I want to see a, now, you know, a so knockdown fight between if, Sheamus if, and if somebody. If your point is, now draw me, you know, connect the dots and get me to Sheamus in the title picture right now... Not like, uh, yet. I'll admit that's a little bit tougher. Now, if you're sticking with Braun as your champion and you're sticking, sticking with Braun as a face then presumably you need somebody for a little while until you get to whatever his big you know, match would be next. And there's no reason why Sheamus couldn't slide in for a month, uh, get you through a pay-per-view as being a legitimate title contender for Braun, right? Like, I, I, 
I'd be all right with that. I'd be, I'd, I think that would be very logical, frankly, in order to do that and to put him into the title picture. Um, at, I, it, this is a really, really f- funny thing because I feel like this is typically the type of thing that I would scream about too, but I have not felt that way about this. I have felt more like they, and it's their own fault, right, that in the last couple years they, they, they did ignore Jeff Hardy as a top singles type of guy. And they do need to retell a story that would make him seem like a logical top singles type of guy, whether that's for Braun Strowman or not. And Aaron, I do think you're right. I think it would make a lot of sense for, for you to use him in that way. But I think Bray more Wyatt, than, you mean. That's what I meant. Sorry, not Braun Strowman. Thank you. You're absolutely right. Bray Wyatt. Um, but I think more than that, we, those of us that have been wrestling fans for a long time know about the greatness of Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy alone. But yes. a lot of people in the last five years would only know Jeff Hardy either as a fuck-up or as Matt Hardy's brother. My, my daughter doesn't get the Jeff Hardy vignettes right now. Sure. You, you, know, there's a very, you know, there's a very interesting uh, thing about this Jeff Hardy story that they're telling? They're, they're telling this story in a very linear way. <laughs> that he was had all the glory and then fell from grace and then oh. here's the comeback except didn't even DUI like four Whoa, weeks ago yeah. or something Look, I mean, the, it's like, WWE right yeah. right I'm not like they, they they put out a documentary saying that it was Vince's uh bold idea to change the name from WWF to WWE right. like right correct they, they will happily rewrite history uh as it suits them um, that's what that's what that is. I don't know. In a weird, it was way, just an eye roll. I don't care. I was if, just like if, laughing if about it. I'm want, like, wait a second. If this wasn't want, like three years ago. This was like I, I do think in a weird way. If they want Jeff Hardy to be a legit like face, top face, you know, type of performer right now, I actually think they've needed to do some of this at the moment. How much of this was a reaction to Matt? Probably at the beginning. I mean, at the beginning, it probably a little bit, but they've always loved Jeff. I like do. they haven't. Be- oh, he's between, always been the favorite be- brother. Between yes. DUIs and injuries, they ignore know, it all. You're right. They, well, not not even that they've ignored it. They just haven't been able to pull a trigger in this last run. And and we have to acknowledge that that I think they would have pulled this trigger on Jeff a while ago. If oh, it, it was start- no, you're right about that. Is you're that right. They, it was, it was they, they've always yeah. viewed Jeff as a major star. I agree. I completely. You're, you're agree. really so, right about that because it was starting. This yeah. this whole push was starting, and then he got hurt. But this is he the was, first time it's got to be different, though, because this is you have to acknowledge that it can't just be he's super effing good looking. All of the young girls are going to be into him. Like you have to to do it a little bit differently at this point and recognize the fact that like motherfucker's old. You know, like yeah, he's, yeah. He's still, kind of, it feels like the last run type of. Yeah, you you've got. Which. I think you have to tell a different story this time, and because of that, I, like, have they gone over the time? I don't know. It's just I've, a little comical how much it's been. Like, yeah, they did like three seconds. You know, it's like I know, but I don't know. In a weird way, none of them bothered me. I, it's a, it's yeah. a strange thing because I it's, typically it's am working. Yeah, like I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm normally the person that bothered by this stuff, but. This as, is actually, again as long as they have big things in plan. If this is a hey, let's fill time here, and then we're never right, actually going right. to do anything yes, with Jeff Hardy, then, then I'm going to have a problem with it atrocious. in a few weeks. No doubt, no doubt, absolutely true. I mean, the, based on what they're doing, he almost has to be fighting for the title by SummerSlam, and I think that could be very well could be the situation. That could be their big, you know, whether and, SummerSlam so, is SummerSlam or not. That's one of their big things. I mean, yeah, and, and I think and I think they're kind of showing their hand by the fact that it's not the fiend in the title match, meaning he's not winning. Um, 
which is weird. I, I yeah, I don't know where that's going, but I mean, it, or it could be that's how he can get cashed in on if he does win. Either way, but he's not leaving with the title. It, if it he's just not doesn't make sense. And again, this is you know we've had this problem with lots. You know, we had this problem with the demon and Finn Balor. Like, why is it not the fiend? Is, is there yeah. is there a good reason well, in storyline it's not the feat? And that's what you're worried about. You're worried that it's the direct comparison, that as long as he's Bray Wyatt, he can lose, whereas, but we've already, I mean, we've kind of already... He did He did kill the Miz as Bray Wyatt. He killed yeah. the Miz, but at least that, you know, you could explain it as, you know, the Fiend is defending the belt as champion. The belt wasn't on the line there, so we're we're making it Bray Wyatt there, and the title's on the line here. I don't have an answer, Aaron. I don't have an answer. It's weird as shit. That's all I can say. And it's even weirder because they're like all of the rags seem to think that they do want to get back to, you know, the fiend. And and at some point, well, it's just it's just a way to prolong it, right? Like Braun can get Braun can beat him. The lights can go out, and the fiend could be standing there. I guess. And then he, that gets gets them to the next pay per view. It's. Here's and again, this matters less because there's no crowd, there's no anything. But in reality, just like it happened with Seth Rollins, any sort of prolonged fiend chase makes the fiend kind of the inherent face in the situation. It depends on how they do it. I... If they do it like the way I just said, then then not really because it's you know he beat Bray Wyatt. I mean, the other thing they could do is they could have the fiend lay him out. After so, Braun could beat Bray Wyatt. The Fiend lays out Braun. Someone cashes in on Braun. Then the Fiend goes to whoever that is. And and that's what's to me. That smells like what this is. But yeah, there's not. There's I, I also. So, I mean, yeah. they're not. Who's cashing in on SmackDown? I mean, who's who's winning? Like, <laughs> I mean, who knows? I, I I don't have an answer for you. Like, I look at that field and. and I, I, we, you know, and I don't know if we want to get into this now, but nah, we'll do that to, next week. You know, t- to me, that field is that's why I like that field because I I think most almost any of those guys can win the match, and and it's always better when the money in the bank is like that. Um, I don't disagree with that. I don't. The but other I, side to it is there isn't an obvious winner, which and 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 there's a bigger problem in general, which is there's yes. we don't none of us really know what's going on right now, right? Like none of us really know. How they're treating any of this? Ratings are constantly down for everything. Um, are, are they just trying to get through until whenever they can get through? Too? Are they are they going to get to a point where they they realize like, hey, this is our normal for a long time, so like we've got to step our game up somehow in the process and make it better until we get back to normalcy. Like I. None of us really know what's happening right now in the pro wrestling business. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying what I said last week, which is like a lot of this feels like vamping. And, and I, I'm not saying that it's vamping that makes sense or that like they should be or whatever. It's just what it feels like to me. They're but, kicking the can down the road. Well, but what yes. I keep what I come back and, to and about that's what vamping, I believe for about a month now. And what I'm saying and what, and what we talked about last week is like vamping for what? Like vamping. No, I, I, involves I, don't, you. I don't have an answer for you. And, I, I'm and just that's telling why, you I watch the show and that's what it feels like to me. And like that's to me, that's the bigger problem is not that I think they're it's that I don't I don't know that they they're, know. they're kicking the can down in endless hallway that Correct. they can't see anything Correct. in front of them. It's one yeah. thing to say they want to get back to a place so they can do, um, you know, the Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Well, like, where and when? And is Roman Reigns willing to wrestle? You know, considering 
Leukemia. Um, I, I have no idea what's going on. And I don't know that they do either. And that to no, me is... No, they don't. And that's the bigger problem. And again, that's why I was so excited about the creativity of Money in the Bank. Because like, if you're going to be stuck in this, let's do something. Let's have fun with it. Let's come up with clever ideas and be creative and be thoughtful. Did you, and... see, did you see the picture they flashed of it? Oh my God, it looks amazing. It looks it absolutely looks amazing. Oh my and you can God. tell by the camera angles that this thing's going to be shot like the oh, Champa yeah. Gargano thing. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm genuinely excited for next Sunday night. In part because I well I won't watch it on Sunday because I'll be watching the Last Dance. I will watch yeah. it uh, on Monday. I will be excited to watch next Monday afternoon. But I will I will legitimately watch next Monday afternoon. Um, I'm it will it will not get me above the Jordan show has been too good for me to choose that. No, I I just can't I can't. But I, I, I'm I one episode for, in, but I loved it. It's amazing. Yeah, for for me, I think I would choose that. But if my wife and daughter want to watch Morning in the Bank, I don't know if I have the choice. I, then you do have that going for you. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Right, I might not be allowed to watch any of it live, so there. <laughs> oh, what's going on in your world? What, do you got to watch, like, Homeland or something? Like, what the... Well, that's over. Hey, Billions um, is coming back. Which was Becky fantastic. Lynch is going to be on Billions oh, this weekend. That? How about that? Depends on what's going on. Sometimes I can just be like, hey, this is on, and get away with All it, right, but we'll enough. see. Fair enough. Let's, um, talk, let's talk briefly about NXT before we wrap up for the week. Um, I, look, Wait, I'm... we forgot to talk about the most important return in the history of wrestling. <laughs> what am I... What am I... Jinder Mahal is oh, back. Oh, right. Yeah, Jinder. I like Jinder. I mean, despite the fact maybe that Jinder, Maybe Jinder's going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Despite, Don't hinder Jinder. Despite the fact that Jinder literally ruined all of professional back. wrestling, despite right. the fact that he ended Smackdown. SmackDown as a program, I still like him, believe it or not. Despite The, the reason that, that AEW exists right now is because there was so much backlash is against that, WWE. They forced is? AEW is to be created. what it is? Fact. That's, that's quite the... Uh, how how much are you stretching right now, pal? How's uh how's your flexibility for that reach? That is something else. <laughs> Look, was there AEW before Jinder Mahal won the you title? You know what? You're right. You're right. There, there we go. There's no AEW. Or, hey, there, Jinder no, Mahal came back, point. and we have coronavirus right now. Oh my! You know it's really funny. I one of the jobs that I have, uh, one of the one of the schools that I do play by play for, where I'm uh, the voice of their athletic program. The uh, my boss, the sports information director at that school, is a very superstitious man. And whenever I do a game and they lose, like, he stares me down and says, it's your fault. To the point where one year their lacrosse team was in the Final Four, which is a pretty freaking big deal in that world. And I wasn't going to be doing the games because they don't do radio. They only do streaming, and those games are on TV. And he reached out to me and said, hey, man, are you planning on coming up to Philly this week? And I said, yeah, I'm going to come up. He said, no, the F you're not. (laughs) He said, you are not coming and if you show up, I will have you removed. Like, he's just a really superstitious person. So the day after they had to cancel the season, he sent me a text, and he said, I want you to know that I blame you. And I texted back, and I said, I'll accept that. He said, not for the season getting canceled, for the entire coronavirus. <laughs> and I said, I, now I can text him back and say, blame Jinder Mahal. It's actually his fault. You have someone else to blame here. Um, I, I wish they would give Jinder another push for what it's worth. I, I think he's really good in this role, to be honest with you. So I'm not expecting it. I would assume that he's just a guy. Um, but they didn't release him for what it's worth. They could have released him, and they didn't. They released Curtis Axel today, they apparently. Did, and they re- did see that. And they released um, Cain Velasquez this week, who yeah. apparently was still under contract. Who knew? Um, and I, I what, just, One other thing about Raw before we move uh, on. 
When, when MVP came out and said, I have a team ready to oh go. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was... Oh, yeah, we, we do need to adjust that. <laughs> that, was, that was a little rough. That was a little rough. Who did you think he was going to pan out to, by I, the way? I really didn't know, to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be, like, Authors of Pain or, like... I mean, I know that someone's hurt, but, like, someone of that level. Well, I kind of was like, maybe it'll be Lorcan and Birch. Like, maybe this yeah. is finally a way to kind of... Because Lorcan and Birch are dope, and, like, why we're not... Yeah. Why we're not having the two of them together doing something somewhere makes no sense to me at all. Or like part of me even thought maybe they'd fast track those big guys from NXT or something. Like not that they should. I, but I, like, I didn't think it was them, but like and I was trying to think, I was like, okay, who hasn't been around in a while who hadn't been released? Like is there a tag team that had kind of gotten lost in the shuffle and could pop back up or something like that? But nope. Um, yeah. I mean it is. I, I, I'll be honest, I would have rather it? it had been <laughs> I, I would have rather it had been you, you switch it and it had been Everlast showing up. Ever, like ever, ever rise, ever rise, ever last, whatever they're called, ever rise, ever ready, ever rise. <laughs> but it was our buddy Shane Thorne. Hey man, Shane Thorne's gotten a lot of run in the last couple of weeks. There's and been a Brand, little... Brandon Cutler. No, no, who is the other guy? I don't even know. Verk, Brandon Verk, Brandon Verk. Yeah, Brandon Verk. Whatever his sure. name is. Sure, him. Um, yeah. Brendan, Brendan Verk. Do you think this is going to lead to MVP being with Ricochet and Cedric? Yes, 100%. That's exactly what I think it's going to lead That's to. That's what it should lead to. Well, MVP, I think, as a manager, you're, you're not having him be a face manager. Why not? Well, right. I'd be fine with those guys turning heel. But also, hang on a second. Why Ricochet and Cedric as a heel team is... It would be fucking great. It's what? a rough sell to me. Though. I, I think, I think it's you a rough call sell. them flyboys. You make them cocky. Well, they're, they're 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 calling themselves the two fly crew. Oh, that's kind of cool. Kind of love that. Yeah, kind of like that, that one. I don't understand I mean, why MVP hang on. fits that perfectly. And, but I don't make understand them cocky why MVP. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Why can't MVP at this point in his life not being a wrestler anymore? What just... does he do? What does he do as a as a again? A th- you know, managers already naturally just because you get a three on two advantage or in a, the t- case of a tag team naturally heal what does he do to boost their face credential i guess is what here's I'm what i predict i predict their faces and he is a heel and then eventually oh, turns it's, them heel. It's, it's one of those bits can, that's what i, 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 I don't that. i don't hate that bit i could see that i like that i actually like that bit it always works uh <laughs> it's all right. Other than I, I just, just you're not going to get people not to cheer for Ricochet and Cedric. Really well, no, I think that's the whole point is that they don't think they're over, so you turn them heel to get them over, and then eventually, you know. But remember, there are no crowds. Like the new day, and when we have crowds again, they will be so yeah. small and spread out that. Uh, I was going to say again, it's it's the crowd thing. You don't have to pay attention, which is why you can do what you're doing on NXT with the face heel dynamics. I've, I've been trying to think about how much like they're going to charge if they do a show. Let's just say they do Verizon Center, right? And they can sell, they're allowed to sell 5,000 tickets to a show at the Verizon Center. And they have to spread them out throughout the arena. How much would they charge for one? I think lower... the first time through, not as much as you think. Really? Just because yeah, they're, they're going to be going... scared that anyone's going to buy the tickets. But that, then, it, then it'll but it'll depend point... when. If you're talking about six months after they're starting again. If, if they're the guinea pigs, it'll be yeah, a, okay, if right, they're in the very first three months. But, yeah. but what I would say is that then, then why do the show? There's no way that you can recoup selling 5,000 tickets at at Because if it's a TV show, it's a broadcast expense at that point. Like the, the gate doesn't matter that much on those shows anyway. But, but Vince can, just Vince just went and said publicly that the live 
the live experience as far as money making doesn't matter at all. I understand yeah. that, but it's still a cost to do the show somewhere else as opposed to doing it in the building you already own. Like, yeah, but it's 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 a it's a cost of doing business because you're making your product look more important. And, it's, I mean, it's like a production that, cost. That, I, I, while I understand the argument to that, I don't know that you're getting that from a crowd that has to be spread out throughout an arena. I just don't know that I buy that. I yeah, don't. It looks better than what they're doing. Maybe, except doesn't it look effing weird that there's boatloads of empty seats everywhere? Doesn't that just look? I, even there might be a way to do it. Maybe you give them couches. <laughs> I mean, this, is, like, this is the problem. Audio Arabia style. Something that doesn't make any sense I, right that's, now. I mean, that's I think, why I'm struggling think, with this. You like, know, like you're, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense for me to go do a 5,000 seat Verizon Center show unless I'm at the point where I say, I think there's 5,000 people that have an absurd amount of money that they'll be willing to spend in order to be in the building. And so I can somehow still make uh, some cash on this. Like that's the only reason why I'd be going out and doing it instead of just saying, it, until we can at least get like the building 50% full fuck this, let's just keep doing it in the building that we have. Un unless they think that the being in a building with fans matters to ratings. But it, it's, yeah. it's so... The fans will be for, uh, spread out everywhere. I, under like, I understand that. What I'm just kind saying. of camera shot is that when you're like, here's m mostly empty seats. <laughs> like, what is that doing to add to the experience? Ah. Yuck. It's one thing if you can put 5,000 people in the same two sections, block off the rest of the arena, and only show those two sections all night, right? Like, then you can make it look like there's a crowd there. You can't do it the way that you're going to be having to do it for a little while. It just makes no damn sense. All well, right. Speaking about going around, I, I think house shows are dead. I do, too. Well, there's zero reason to be doing house shows. You, well, by, but, by the way, I'm talking by the about way almost AEW is ahead of the curve on this. They were the ones that ran the numbers and said, this doesn't make any sense. I dis like, I disagree that they're gone permanently. I disagree with I, that. I, I think you'll you'll see them pop up. I think you'll see them run, you know, Madison Square Garden or something. Nah, as, I, as I, a big I, house show. Say, I think yeah. a regular house show tour is I, I, and I, th I think I was too I was, I was too quick to jump on Aaron's bandwagon here. I do think he's right in a sense. I think it's going to completely change the way they do them and how many they do. Uh, maybe, um, maybe. I, but it, I think it could be dead-ish. Like, I, I think, I still, I think I it's still... going to turn into like the strong markets will get the shows. Um, it's not going to be... They already scaled these way back before this happened. Uh, to some extent, they did. But there's twofold that still becomes problem. I think they will forever do weekend house shows because there's, there's just two things. It separates who you are and why it is that somebody should sign with you from being on AEW. Um, it, yeah, this, but it makes it worse. No, that's a worse reason. No, no, no. They get their money. You, they get more money the more house show dates they do. It's yeah, more but you valuable. get all the money anyway if you sign with AEW and you only work one one day a week. No, you get a guarantee from WWE and more money from all the shows that you work. But if you're if and you're you Zack Ryder or whatever, it's it doesn't make that much of a difference. No, Zack Ryder's who makes no, the no, most that that's who it, the guys yeah. who, who have the that's, low they base. make. But but what I'm saying is their guarantee is lower. So like right, so they have to work the house shows. It's, he's he's it's saying AEW would pay them more. Like right, like they have to have the house shows in order to say here's how it is that it makes sense for you to work for us. Um, and not yeah, say, but but like but those aren't the guys you're going after. For like an Ambrose type guy, you're gonna get the the big money guarantee. It's a different whether you do that or not. It's a different world. But there's only so many of those guys, right? Like you're competing for everybody throughout your roster. This is how you present yourself as being different in order to I have a my, deep roster. But my point is, is like. The people that that's going to matter for are not the people that matter. Well, I mean, to some extent, there's truth to that, but they still they still want to have a deep roster in order to be able to call from. Like, if anything, on in, in every conversation you hear about people that 
think about leaving or leaving, that's the reason why they want to leave. Well, they, don't, they don't want to do this. They don't shows. like working uh, as much as they have to or whatever in order to make their money. I completely understand that. But there's always still the next person that comes in who says, I'll be, you think AJ doesn't want to drive around the country right now doing shows every weekend? He would sign up tomorrow if he was allowed to do that right now in order to be able well, to make right. money. Like there will always be more yeah, I'm, people. I'm just talking about the people that are actually competing for I don't know how the much top, that. The top end, maybe not, but you're competing yeah. for everyone. You're competing for Jake Atlas too. Like you're competing at every level for everyone you get into your company, and you always want to have one more thing in order to be able to give them to make their money. But the secondary that's, that's actually a fair point. For for a prospect who you see big things for down the road who you can't pay that now. Correct. I mean it's you're it's competing gonna matter when, do, when they when they come yeah. knocking for Dalton Castle. Yeah. The second you said Jake Atlas, it clicked for me. Yeah, like, like for the, people the, like that, hundred percent. Everyone right. they're competing for, so they got to yeah. do that. The secondary part of it is, it is absolutely still the best way to get kids hooked. It will eternally be the best way to get kids hooked as professional wrestling fans. Oh, it's to go to those shows. What? Yeah, and 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 I think we've we've said several times that they're the better live experience too. So well, they are. I I agree yeah. with that, but it's it's a step yeah. beyond that, which is you want kids to become wrestling fans. You have to give them that because it's you, you, yeah. the families can't afford raw. They might be able to afford the house show. And and the they problem don't, the problem is when it comes to the bottom line, they're not making any money off of house shows. They're not getting rich, no question. But it's, it's not they're not getting rich. There are many house shows they lose money. Oh, hundred percent, they lose money on certain house that, shows. That's the do, whole AEW argument. Right, was that I, they ran the numbers and they said these don't make money. This will just sink us. That's but, why we're not doing. But them. they and I don't doubt that they're going to revisit it. But the notion they're going to get rid of it altogether, they've kept doing it to now. It's not like this is new. It's not like suddenly they've had a money no, problem on house. It's shows. not new, but this everything is they're now reevaluating. Like this gives them a chance to reevaluate. But everything. what would still yeah. what still exists is it's a lost leader. It's a let's say we lose yeah, something fair. on here but we find 50 more kids that become wwe fans in the process for life it is always going to be a lost leader for them to continue to do these things um, and if they br- if they break even and it brings the guarantees down on some of those people it's a win for them exactly right and yeah. and it keeps your relationships in the markets where you're going to try to work right like that we can give you another date um, especially in a place like, like, and that might not matter in DC because in DC finding dates might be a problem. But if but like go back to like what they did at the Garden with um, who, who did well, they yeah, kick out of the Garden at one point, or is it Barclays? They they got someone uh, banned from Barclays. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember that. I, I remember what you're talking about. They oh, did, no, they, it was it was they were they were fighting with Ring of Honor and New Japan over Madison Square Garden. Card, yeah, which yeah, eventually super. happened. But I'm saying they yeah. they, can't, they won't be able to do stuff like that if they're going there one time a year. I mean, make it make it much if more. They want to protect these bigger arenas Correct. from AEW coming in. But it's it's which, also a show of good faith to like the Baltimore arena that needs the dates. They don't have teams. Well, no, that's to play what I'm there. saying. But then they can also they can't make all the the kind of demands they make whenever they go somewhere six times a year if they're going there two times exactly. or one time a year. No question. No question. That's a part of this too. Do, can we take a little break before NXT? Uh, I don't really have. Can we? Can we just knock it out? Is that possible to just knock out NXT real quick? Sure. Let's knock it out. All right. Um, look, Candace as a heel is wonderful. Like, I mean, I'm not. Look, awesome. I know I said I wanted yeah. Danny on another show. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and bamboozle you. Candle, Candace is an amazing heel. She is absolutely phenomenal. And Johnny too, right? Like Johnny's great in the role. I still, it's not what I wanted them to do, and I still don't believe that you can keep the two of them away from each other for for that long. It's just the nature of the business. But I'm not debating Candace as a heel. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. Uh, For now, it looks like they're going to do the thing where, like, Champa just isn't around the week that 
Gargano's on. I, and... I guess that's what they're going to do. I, I don't... And, and who knows, maybe they're going to, and as much as I said last week, I don't want to have a world where Johnny Gargano's not wrestling that often, but if you're going to put the focus on Candice and have Johnny Gargano backing her up, that's also a way to do it. And he's yeah, wrestling man. next week against Don- Donovan Dijakovic. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, now, what do we do? How do we talk about Velveteen Dream? Um, uh, there are allegations out there. That I mean, prob- problematic allegations. For very are, problematic yeah. allegations, if true, Dream is absolutely denying them. Um, they're looking into it, and until it's looked into and passed off, I don't think you can have Velveteen Dream be a part of the show, really. That's, that's the question that I was trying to get to, is you were clearly moving, we thought, towards something. Do you have to scrap that, or at least the plans of that? Or do you have enough time without a logical conclusion for it? Like, there's, It's not as if we know. They, have they announced what, when there will be a takeover again? Well, didn't they say that match was next week? Oh, did they? Did I completely miss that? They might have. I, I mean, I, they they announced a series of matches for next week. Hold on, let me pull that. I thought that was one, but I could I could have been mistaken. What? Wait, NXT? Yeah, it's it's like a takeover. There's Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. There's Charlotte versus um, Ia Shirai. Johnny Gargano versus Donovan Dijakovic. Uh, that's all. Whatever that, the that's hell, all, Killer Cross's name all for is, next is week. debuting. And that's yeah. that's clearly a, a reaction to the fact that their ratings have been down. Um, yeah, Karen Cross is that his name? Karen, Karen, I think. Karen Cross. Yeah, don't love that, but um, <laughs> so I understand why they can't call him Killer. So is now you're thinking that they let him do this match and then put him on the burner for a little while until they... I, I guess un- unless they think that they can you know back up his claims right. really quickly, unless they feel like they vetted and they've got an answer. I mean, it's yeah. Yuck. Yuck. Like, I mean, the problem I, is... I feel, I feel like they already know, or, or he wouldn't be fighting next that's week. The, that's what I... come Like, it, it, I guess there's one yeah. or two things that happen. He could somehow be attacked, a la Finn Balor, that right. would take him out of the match. Or, if he's in the match, they better well have felt like they have strong evidence. I, I'm, I'm not really think that I would be okay if... I mean, this it's already kind of gone away. Like the, the dirt sheets are not talking about this anymore be, because both were we're kind of at an impasse right now. But the ones that are bad are yeah, you know it's interesting. I run control like, pretty quickly. It, the, the Enzo thing didn't go away that quickly. Well, the Enzo uh, thing also was because charges were brought. True. I mean that's fair. Um, how quickly were charges brought? We found out because charges were brought. That's how we found. We out. didn't know. I yeah, thought, we didn't I know anything she, about it. Until I, charges are you were sure? I thought she went on social media before that. I can't remember. I feel like Aaron's right, but I, I can't I remember. I could have sworn that there was a post. Because, she... because what wasn't or, the Oh, no, the... wait, wait. Char- okay, hold on. Char- the Char- big Char- issue was that he didn't tell WWE was the their biggest issue. Yeah, so so it wasn't that charges were like it, it was a police matter at that point. That there was an inve- there was an open investigation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's how we found out about it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I mean, if if there's nothing, I, I would not be comfortable unless we knew something. I, and like, that, I, that's I hear you say that, but there's also the weird part where it's like, are are you and I ever going to know that, or is WWE going to say we did all of our vetting? Um, it's it's weird, but there doesn't appear to be anything. I don't know if we'll uh, we'll ever get that announcement, but I guess here's here's what I'm saying is 
if they let him wrestle and these allegations turn out to be true, that looks absolutely horrendous. I, on I don't disagree with you, but how many times have we said that about things before? Well, and, and maybe they don't care. I mean, like, let's maybe, not. Maybe that's it. I, I'm saying, in in my opinion, it would be. I'm not going to say the worst thing they've ever done, but it would be horrendous if these allegations turn out to be true and they let him wrestle. I mean, Randy Orton used the N-word, dude. Like, and I'm not trying to compare the two. I get this is far worse. I don't disagree with that. But I've had a lot of people do a lot of things that they just kind of allowed to go away. Um, that they said, there's nothing There's nothing coming Seth, from this. The Seth Rollins girlfriend Nazi thing. Right, which, like, there's, a, there's some dissonance involved with that, but still. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't have an answer to this. This is all really, and I, I almost don't like giving opinions about it because. Yeah, me either. Yeah, like, and, and that's why I'm not, I, I don't want to go into the opinion of, you know. Like, I, there is, there is so much on every I, I just, the only thing I'm going to say is they're making a statement by having that match next week. It, I, I guess I, it, it also partially depends on how it goes. Right, right. It, it, I'm saying if the match happens. Months, but, but even if the match happens and he loses and, he's and he's gone, gone for two months. You could make the case. Well, they were just tying up the loose ends. They felt they, they had to tape it. They could have already taped it. I, I don't. Rem- I don't remember what their taping schedule was. I would assume that that they probably taped it yesterday. No, they- I'm gonna bet b- based on the fact that they did all that awkward stuff with Moro and and like where where he was announcing, but he wasn't there this week. I'm gonna guess that yeah. means that that they taped this week's show last week, which would mean they would be taping next week's show next week. Um, on the two-week pattern it was nice to hear him again it was great uh, to hear him but it was so forced and weird like why why wouldn't they have just, if they if they had taped the show why not just send it tomorrow have he and beth see, i didn't the, even notice it was I honestly it didn't was notice super, till i read it online like there were so many times where he was like throwing to tom phillips where tom phillips had literally nothing to fucking say during the course of the the broadcast yeah. like literally he's like tom what about this and tom was like well we now we got a cover-up attempt and that was it. That was well, all he had yeah, to like say. Like the the content, the the co- what I was gonna say about that was like, oh, these guys are awkward working together. Like I had no idea they were in a different place. It makes more sense. Well, like they alluded but, to it though at one point. Like Mora was like, "Tom, you're there." <laughs> like, oh, did he say that? Yeah, at one point he did. It was really weird, man. Like it was a really weird bit. I I, I don't know. I really don't know what that was. I really have no clue what that Speaking was. Speaking of really weird bits, we got to talk about the, what Aaron the, the alluded newly, to, which is newly, Dexter oh, Loomis. Oh, that's not but, even, that's not nearly as weird to me as the newlywed game was. That was the weird. <laughs> oh well, I mean the newlywed game. I thought uh, the I was premise on, was great, uh, and then exact, not as great an execution. Exactly right. It was a wonderful premise that didn't work. It was a wonderful premise. It, it worked for a minute, and then it, like it worked for it one was question. Like, and then, yeah, the first question, it worked perfectly. And then he wasn't even done writing. And Byron would be, like, way ahead of Riddle in the segment. It was a little awkward how he would, like, be done with the question and response. And Riddle was still writing. And it, right, re- and it requires Matt Riddle to sort of be the straight man, which is just not, <laughs> like, right. that's not him. He's not that guy. Um, it, 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 I, I love the idea. I love trying to think outside the box. That one just, unfortunately... Fell flat. It, it, it would. It almost worked because of Matt Riddle. Yeah, like maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll right. give them that credit. Like it all. Matt Riddle was almost good enough to make it work. Yeah. Just not quite there. Not quite. What actually, if, if you wanted to see a good version of that, back when before you know when NXT wasn't even the real. It was like on WWE.com mostly or whatever the hell it was on at the time. Um, there's one be, they do that with when Daniel Bryan was mentoring who be, Derek Bateman who became EC3. 
Genius. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, it was really good. I don't think I've ever seen that, but I'd be willing to go back and look at it because that sounds like a premise I'd be on board with. Um, uh, I'll tell you the thought that I had when this segment was happening. And, and I know that, you know, we're not supposed to say these terms anymore, but I'm going to say it just to get the point across. Why the fuck is it Matt Riddle on the main roster? Because that was such a main roster-y thing, and the fact that he could get through it and almost save the segment was, like, such a main roster skill. Like, that's what I was thinking when I was watching that. I was like, man, like, although it does scare me for what they would do with him. <laughs> well, I mean... Because the of Matt that? Riddle thing, I've been saying like, but he's an entertainer. He's, a... he's not just a fighter. Like this guy is yes, an entertainer. He's a star. Is what he is. Yeah. he is. He has everything to be the biggest star in the business, or one of them. Like he has every tool. <laughs> We've been saying that for years. There's a reason when he showed up at NXT uh, in the SummerSlam weekend, and they made him cancel it. I was convinced that's because he was winning the NXT title by the NXT we saw in New York, and I thought he was up to the main roster by the end of 2019. Yeah, like, me too. I, I'm I was, with you. I was so I, I'm sure shocked he's still there. Like, um, now I'm not knowing all the things we know about behind the scenes. I'm not shocked he's still there. But just on its face, if if we're saying, if we're not judging people by those kinds of things and just saying, hey, this guy deserves to be where or is skilled enough to be here or there, it's a little bit surprising that he's not. You know, I I, I don't know how many other people on that roster are capable of of not drowning in a segment like that <laughs> you know there, there's not many though actually that that does take me on another tangent i thought you were going this direction when you said that that felt so much like a main uh, raw or smackdown segment and there have been several things not necessarily yeah. to that nature but uh, you know especially since we've gone down where everyone's been in florida under the same roof that NXT is starting to feel a lot more like Raw and SmackDown. Well, because they're all in the same build. I mean, yeah, I, and, and that, that's a big. That, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh my god, this is an alarming thing. I'm just pointing out that for the past, you know, like I said, especially since they've been in the same building, it has felt a lot more like Raw and SmackDown. Well, and Charlotte Flair is the centerpiece of the show too. Yes. So, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Um, uh, Dexter Loomis. Yeah, sure, Dexter <laughs> Loomis. I don't know. <laughs> you're, 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 you're they're guess- still calling him the the creepy combatant. And yet they're pushing him as a face. I got nothing. I got nothing on this. I really I, don't. I, I gotta tell you, I, I really like the guy. Like I, I, I really I'm very interested to see how he works, if he works, all that kind of stuff, because I think it's it's something different that we haven't seen in a while. We, um, we saw a little bit of it, because he did not the same character, but kind of the the creepy predator type guy in TNA for a bit, or I don't know if it was impact at the time. Oh yeah. But um He's he's been you know down in developmental for a long time before popping up here. So, well, I it, thought he got signed with all those guys when they did that tournament, like like uh, 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 Swerve and. Um, nah, I think he was around before that, or if he wasn't officially well, around, I thought like, he was at a class with Swerve and uh, Cameron uh, Grimes and all those guys. I'd, I'd have to double check on that one. I know he had popped up at a at a uh, a tryout well before maybe, that you know what maybe what i'm thinking of is they announced his name change at the same time that they announced all those guys name changes that they definitely did that that's probably what i'm thinking about I, i'd have to go back to see exactly when he signed i i don't know i don't remember at all i have no clue but it's so, so i mean that there's a couple questionable things like that going on like there's that and then apparently they think the forgotten sons are faces 
on SmackDown. Um, this goes back they're to trying what to push that they're Marines and that they're you know when somebody leaves NXT, there it's everything they've done to that point does not matter. That's it's always been the case. I, I just don't know how those guys are going to be baby faces. The truth <laughs> is, like they were never really heels on NXT. They were just irrelevant. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> They were I forgotten. Mean, they were, yeah. yeah, pretty much. That's the reality of it. So I don't know. We previously talked about Drake Maverick and the, the cruiserweight championship tournament and how it's kind of awkward with him being released and the story they're telling. And now he got his win, which I, you know, I think we all sort of agreed should happen. Do you still think this is just the he has a five star match with Kushida and loses kind of thing, or based on what you saw, do you think there's any more? to this i don't i don't know i really don't yeah. know um I, i'm i don't know i i i don't i still i don't think it has to be that but i can see how it becomes that you know what i mean like i can absolutely yeah. see how it becomes that personally uh it's one of the things i was looking forward to seeing on the show because i guess it's like my the way my mind works i'm always like what's going to happen with this like that's that's what i'm usually the, the top whatever things I'm looking forward to a show are like the things that are the most mysterious. And to me, like how this pans out is one of those things. So it was, that was the the moment of the show I was really looking forward to. And, and I was happy to see him get the win and he had a good promo. And I don't know. I'd be interested to see what happens next week with this. They clearly I, I, end up telling that story and they're setting it up that that would be a wonderful story to tell on a wonderful moment. I just don't think it has to be. And no, I, he I've, can lose. Yeah, I've always been of the opinion that like it can just be a couple more weeks of Drake Maverick, and maybe down the road, maybe and again as we talked about last week, maybe this is what sets him up for a return in the future. That they they appreciate him, you know, working for them and 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 giving them some content and the whole thing, and that kid keeps him in their good graces, and it ultimately becomes a furlough instead of a, a release. Right? Like I still think that's totally fine. I don't know that I would rip up whatever the plans were in order to go to this. Like, it is a good story. It's a neat one. It would create a, a neat moment, but for no crowd. Um, I, I just for don't... For no crowd and for an interim belt, which right. I know doesn't necessarily is the, you know, it's not the biggest thing, but it does feel like an incomplete when it comes to the story. I don't disagree with that. You're not really even the champion. You're just sort of the, the guy that's going to act as the champion because the champion isn't allowed to fly. And if it's him, it's perfect because he could just lose to Devlin, right? What's his name? Yeah. Devlin, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but at the same time, I'd much rather see Devlin and Kushida in a winner take all ladder match. Facts, <laughs> big facts. All right, anybody... um, wait, wait, wait. One more thing from the cruiser because it, it occurred to me. I don't know, either last week or this week or something. The whole thing they're doing with uh, Eodel Phantasma and the attacking kidnappers yeah. that he keeps fighting off. I came up with. It's either going to be the best or worst idea ever, and I'm just not quite sure which. <laughs> so I had mentioned last week that I thought it was interesting that they did, you know, like they were having him wrestle as Hori Bali. They had seemed to be planning on debuting him without a mask as Hori Bali. What if it turns out that Jorge Bali is the leader of this group and they have him wrestle as two separate characters for a while, and then if they want, they can do it as a Tyler Durden situation down the line or just keep them as two separate characters. I would like it. There's no chance that's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no think, chance. It's too yeah. Bad. It's uh it's uh Kalisto is is 
<laughs> is kidnapping everybody. I don't know. I'm just happy they didn't do it in the same exact spot that they've done it. The have, have them go out times. to the parking lot. What I think is happening is Although it was kind of weird to see these guys running through an empty building. Yeah, it is really weird. Um, I think I think they're going to use this to get his mask off and get him to the character they wanted him to ah, be. Ah, fair point. Like that's yeah. what I that's what I think this is going to be. Um, but who are these? You know, God knows. God knows is, what's going on. So was he known under this character name before? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, his primary time. name in Mexico was Eo del Fantasma. The interesting thing about that, at least interesting to me, was that before coming to WWE, because the plan had been he was going to wrestle without a mask, so he had yeah, lost. But- so what Glenn's saying, what just what he just said though, is kind oh, of perfect yeah. because like sometimes with these guys, they're like, it's it's hard to, it's hard to carry over, you know, like hey, we want the people that know who this guy is yeah. to care, whenever you change his name immediately, right? It, yeah, and, and his image. So people it's kind know Eo Del Fantasma. People know this masked guy who is on Lucha Underground. They have no idea who Jorge Bali is. So this gives right. you a way to create the character that you want to create. You introduce yeah. him as the character everybody likes, and then you make him the character that you want him to be. Which, by the way, is a hell of a lot better than a guy coming out with the name on the Jumbotron and it just fading into a new name. Really weird. Is, really who, weird. Who, who did they do that with? They've done it with well, Finn Balor. They did it with Tadeo Itami. Yep. They did it with Asuka, I believe. The, Tadeo Itami is the one I was thinking of. It was like, it definitely and I remember, I remember really how, big, how excited everyone into, was. Like, they're letting him wrestle as Kenta, and then pff, womp. Womp. That's how. Oh, that one last thing I need, and, and, and you know, this might be one of those things that you guys think I'm an asshole about. I, I um, two things, and it's, they're both about the main event. Um, we need to get Keith Lee out of this never-ending Damian Priest on a jacket. This is what I said as soon as he won the North American title. Like yeah. that was a dumb idea. So he he's completely segregated into a three or four person division right now. If, I guess if you put Cameron Grimes yeah. in there, it's a. Four the only thing division. I would say about that is that I haven't hated anything they've done in that. Of course not. It's great matches. Division. Okay, so here's the part where you guys are going to be mad at me. I am all out on Damian Priest. What the fuck? I don't think he's interesting. I don't think I think he's a fine wrestler. To me, he's just Roman Reigns part two. That promo he did was terrible. Like, I, I don't care about Damian Here's Priest. Here's where I will... I won't agree with you there. I do care about Damian care Priest. care a lot about Damian Priest. But, but they haven't... His character is it's cloudy. It's bad. It's yeah. like they, they're doing so many different things with him. They can't figure out what his character exactly let's, is. Let's say that. And let's that's a problem. That. I don't disagree. What they're doing with him and the way they're presenting his character is, is why I don't like it. The guy that I saw in Philly wrestle against... Uh, whoever the fuck it was Keith, that we well, saw him for, wrestle against. For, for me, it was Keith Lee. It was Keith Lee and uh, Punishment Martinez. I, I don't remember. Next who, day. I don't. Rem- oh, then it might have been the same thing. It's possible. I don't remember. But that guy. That guy was great. He like, is great. I was all in on that guy. This guy that they're presenting that makes no sense. You know, it's like a fake vampire with a with a bow and arrow that shoots fire and but, and then they'll do the promos where he's riding in a limo and going to clubs and stuff yeah and yeah it's just, i it's so generic it just feels very and then when he when he talked all i could think was roman reigns like when he used to be real real bad at promos um i, I just ugh. all uh, right well this is how we're gonna end the show go fuck yourself now uh <laughs> <laughs> right, I, li- I still like damien freeze 
All right, let's well, get it. They can turn them around. I mean, they need to do something. I don't. I you, there's probably some truth into what you're saying, but I'm not going to acknowledge it yet. Um, that's the way it's going to be. Let's. Uh, anybody want to plug something? Nope. Nah. Did AJ? <laughs> did AJ ever text us back? He did. He said he was in class and um, training, All so right. he couldn't do it. Right. And that was like he only got back to me like 30 minutes All ago. Right. Uh, we can plug for him at AJ Francis 410 for everything he's doing and his music. And you guys can plug your Twitters anyway at the Aoster at Brandon Linton. I'll give you I'll give you a quarantine listen of the week. Listen okay. to the Chris Jericho podcast with Brody Lee. When That's have, a fantastic listen. When have Check you ever not told us to listen to a Chris Jericho podcast, though? Huh? I mean, I, like you always say to listen to the Chris Jericho podcast. Do I? I yeah. feel like I say Bruce Pritchard or something. Nah, else. It used to be. It used before. to be. It used to be that way. Now it's been more Jericho. I think. I think I've said Jericho because he usually has the interviews of the guys who leave WWE. So he had the. I did say that about the um, Moxley interview. And I feel like there was another, the, there was you're right. One. I plugged him like three times. I can remember the other ones. It was when he Hardy? left WWE. Didn't you, didn't didn't you do Hardy a couple weeks ago too? The Jericho I didn't, Hardy. I I didn't say that one. I, I don't know. I feel like there's another. It's whatever. I don't. I care. said. Remember, I was the one that said Matt Hardy sucked. On <laughs> yeah, I also you did say that. I also don't. I care. wasn't going was to really remind stupid. anybody. Yeah, that was really stupid. Yeah, you're an idiot. Um, no, but listen to the Chris Jericho episode with um, Brody Lee. Some re- here's why I like this one very quickly. Um, this is the one that feels the most authentic, the least. Um, the least, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when Jim Ross talks about WWE, what's, you know, um, uh, biased? Measured. The least, uh, he doesn't have, a, it doesn't feel like he has an axe to grind. He, he doesn't have an agenda. Yeah. Oh, it okay. feels very right. like this is just what happened. I don't understand why this happened. This is why I wanted to leave. Nothing is venomous. Nothing is like, there might be a little comment here or there, but nothing is like attacking or like, it's it's not like a bloody art. It's not a bloody interview. I would it's say not it's like a, smart. here's all the you know why they're stupid and yeah. you know that's what a lot of those interviews are like. This one feels very much like you're like oh man this poor guy. It, you know I, I would say it's smart not to burn a bridge, but I don't think that his character in AEW has right right right, right. In that that's department. the and I think that was the most surprising thing to me was like based on that. I expected this interview to be like a lot more biting, which leads me to believe maybe that's not entirely his idea, but you know, Maybe, whatever, we'll right. never know. Um, but check it out. It's it's very good. It's very interesting. Some things, you know, I think Chris Jericho drops some info in there that he had pitched to um in his Wyatt family feud to end up fighting the Wyatt family with Shawn Michaels as his partner, which is pretty interesting. Because right. that's a hell of a lot more compelling than what Shawn Michaels ended up coming back to do. <laughs> I was going to say, would have been super weird, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't blame was, him for pitching it. it oh, was yeah. I want to be part of Shawn Michaels' return. Yeah, I sure. pitched that right. too. Yeah, 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 Jericho's idea was like the the Y family beats him down every week and he only has one last, you know, they kill all of his friends and he has one last call to make and it's Shawn Michaels. And then they fight Jericho and Michaels versus the Wyatt family at SummerSlam, which... You know, also inevitably they would have won, and <laughs> still. Did, wait, did, yeah. did he? Uh, did he explain why Shawn Michaels would be the last call? He said something like his 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 the guy that's always there for him or something, uh, which is interesting considering the last feud they had. But well, also let's it, not let's not forget that Shawn Michaels is literally friends with God, so sure, right, might, right. might not be a bad person to call. 
All right. Anyway, all right. That's another. We don't need to plug. They, they don't need our help. Chris Jericho does not need our help with getting podcast listens. We could use him plugging. No, us. but I mean more, more, more along the lines of like. There's I, so many podcasts I, that nobody uh, has time to listen to all of them. I that one is worth the I listen. You. Skip, I you know, hear. most Jobbing of Out is the only show yes, that's just worth listening to Jobbing every out week. Nothing else. That's true. Uh, at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com. All right. For uh, Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis. I am Glenn Clark. This is Ben Jobbing Out. Triple H was responsible for jobbing out, too. Everything sucks.